0: All right, you've done the hard work, filled out a voter registration form, and have your ID ready to cast your vote. But wait, what even is a primary? What party have you registered with, and how does that impact the ballot you'll get on Election Day? Hi, I'm Rachel Sanchez-Smith, and this is Natural Election, a podcast from Ozarks at Large and KUAF all about elections in Arkansas. Throughout this series, we'll examine what it takes to vote in the natural state ahead of the primaries on May 24th. So far, we've tackled how to register to vote, low voter turnout in Arkansas, and what some of the barriers to voting look like. And now, what is it we're voting for exactly? Daniel Kruth has a quick primer on the primaries. So if you've
1: turned on cable TV lately or scrolled through Twitter or Facebook, you may have noticed it's election season again.
2: And Biden's policies are only making it worse. As governor, I'll begin phasing What's
1: happening in Washington these days is a disgrace. So that's why I'm running for governor. Take and as the primaries draw near on May 24th, we wanted to ask, what exactly is a primary?
3: Well, a primary election is when a political party uh, chooses its nominees for uh, the general election. So um, if you have uh, more than one candidate uh, running as a Democrat or a Republican, um, this is uh, the primary election is who you will choose to be on the main ballot in November.
1: That's Chris Powell with the Arkansas Secretary of State's office. Like Powell says, a primary election is at its most basic a contest between members of one party to be the top choice for a general election. Pretty cut and dry. Okay, Chris. Thanks. I, I think that about sums it up, actually. Uh, we'll go ahead and stop the podcast. Rachel, cut the track. Just kidding. Come on, you didn't really think it was going to be that easy, did you?
2: Different states do different primaries at different times in different years. (laughs) Thank you, James Madison.
1: That's University of Arkansas political science professor Janine Perry. Like she says, primary elections can vary from state to state. But let's stick to just Arkansas for now. What you need to remember is that our primary elections happen on Tuesday, May 24th. And there are a few additional decisions you may have to make once you register and show up to the polls. Here's Chris Powell again.
3: This year we'll have um, a Democrat primary, a Republican primary, and a Libertarian primary, um, as well as a non-partisan judicial election. And so when you go to the polls, uh, you will say, you know, I want a Democrat ballot or a Libertarian ballot or a nonpartisan ballot or a Republican ballot. Um, And then uh, you can vote on those candidates.
1: Yes, Arkansas has what's called an open primary. How that works is like this. Say, initially, when you register to vote, you decide to register with, say, the Republican Party. But when you show up, you'll be asked which party's ballot you want to vote on during a primary.
2: I think something people don't realize is that in Arkansas, because we have an open primary, that someone's going to ask you on the tablet to select a ballot. And you can select a Democratic ballot, a Republican ballot, or a nonpartisan ballot.
1: And Perry says when it comes to the nonpartisan ballot, don't be fooled by the name.
2: A nonpartisan ballot does not mean you get whatever you want and you get to pick back and forth like you do in a general election, but we got to remember what the primary election is, which is helping each party put its best foot forward. So you can think of the parties as like clubs in that sense, and they're the ones who get to decide. So you'll actually have to select that option. If you pick the non non-partisan option, you still get to participate in the judicial races, the races for judges. Um, if there were any local bond issues or school board, or um, I don't think there are any city council races or anything like. Some sometimes there are sort of funky little things that um, kind of get tacked on at that point. So you'd be able to vote on those, but you won't be able to vote in the governor's race or um, the U.S. Senate race or the state, you know, legislative races or anything else. You'll have to pick to to help the Republicans or to help the Democrats in that sense. And so you'll you'll want to be prepared for that.
1: And Powell explains that this is actually the general election for some of those judicial races.
3: And that's things like uh, appeals court, uh, Supreme Court, prosecutors, things like that. And uh, But those will be on everyone's ballot. But if you don't want to vote for a party, you can vote the, just those specifically if you wish.
1: Remember, you can only vote once. So once you pick a ballot and vote, That's it. And if there's a runoff election between two candidates, you can only vote if you voted in that primary. Something else to keep in mind, Perry says, is that Arkansas's voter history is public knowledge.
2: Which party's primary you participate in goes in the voter file that anybody can buy for all of the state's 1.4 million voters or whatever for $2.50. It's just a giant Excel spreadsheet, and you could see, you could look up my name, and you could see whether I voted, whether I voted absentee early or at the polls, or whether I passed, a situation you won't find. Um, And you, going back to, I think, well, as long as I've lived here, but for other people um, back into the 80s, I want to say. So you can look at my vote history. But in Arkansas, you can also see which party's primary I participated in. So you build see that I voted at the polls or earlier absentee in the Democratic primary or in the Republican primary. So what I've discovered or what I've noticed over the last 23 years I've been here is that the newspaper sometimes probably because somebody else tells them will out sometimes it's been like the chair of the opposite parties of the opposite party in that county will participate in the in the other party's primary election because that's where the contests are happening or there was a big thing on campus several years ago where the chancellor John White got outed for participating in the democratic primary when Every previous cycle, he'd participated in the Republican primary. Those are both an outing. But the strong thinking, there was a lot of evidence that he was mad at the sitting state legislator at that time and was kind of part of a university-led effort to see if they could take her out in the primary. They weren't successful. But you got to be pretty committed to move over into the the other party and participate. So that's all public information. And I try to sometimes tell my students that so they're not surprised by it if they're going into reporting and they don't want to be, you know, outed in that sense, or if they're um, thinking about running for office or that kind of thing. Which party's primary you participate in, in addition to whether you turn out at all, is all public information in Arkansas.
1: So at this point, you might be thinking, since this is just a preliminary vote, we're not actually putting anyone in office yet, why does it matter? Why not just wait until November when my vote really counts? Perry says while that's technically true, there is something important to keep in mind.
2: That is the election. Um, The outcome is gonna happen on that Republican primary side.
1: She says because Arkansas trends more Republican, the big contest is the primary rather than the general election.
2: For the last 10 years, the main event in Arkansas government and determines public policy is the Republican primary. There are a lot of candidates on the Democratic side. That party is not going to go quietly into the good night <laughs> of the next you know, 50, 60 years. Um, so they've got a lot of candidates in the field too, but um, the outcomes on that side won't matter in most districts. The outcome on the Republican side will be the one that matters, and that's why there's a record number of candidates. They have to win this election, and then for eighty percent of the state legislative seats in Arkansas, not to mention all the county, you know, level offices and anything else that's partisan, the general election will be a walk for them. So it it all boils down to to that to that election.
1: And as we explained in the previous episode, Arkansas has low voter turnout in primaries, sometimes as low as 16 percent of eligible voters. Perry says that means key decisions rest on a shrinking number of people.
2: On the ballot, we should note, the lower down on the ballot you get into those county level races or into school boards or, or that kind of thing, we get what political scientists, I think, politely call um, ballot fatigue uh, or voter roll-off and it just means especially if the party labels leave uh, the ballot and this is true in general elections of course too but um, if you get down to those nonpartisan races all the judges races you know who have really significant influence over all of our lives you know estates and um, divorce and custody and adoption and not and not to mention all the criminal justice stuff that we pay attention to but the civil stuff's 90 percent of what they do right i mean that's all hugely significant in people's lives you might want to find out as much as you can about what that person's background is and ask some questions. Because by the time voters are voting, remember, we got 20% at best of people turning out to vote anyway. By the time they get to those positions where there's no party label attached, maybe half of that 20% are voting. So it's you and me and Daniel Caruth you know, <laughs> making the decisions. Uh, I really hope. Um, then more people will get involved in that because it's sort of a mathematical irony, but also a truism, right, that those are the places where your vote actually matters a lot.
1: All right, so now that you know what a primary is and why it matters, you may want to check out a sample ballot. We have a link for that and one for how to check your voter registration when you go online to KUAF.com slash vote.
0: That's reporter Daniel Cruth. He spoke with Chris Powell from the Arkansas Secretary of State's office and U of A political science professor Janine Perry. If you've had a chance to look at your sample ballot and the lead up to the primaries, you may have noticed there's a lot of names on there. In the lieutenant governor's race, for example, there are six candidates on the Republican primary ballot. And if you're voting in the Democratic Party's primary, you'll see five names in the governor's race. Plus all the county judges, state representatives. So how do these politicians make sure you recognize their name when you go to the ballot box? Matthew Moore spoke to a few folks who helped these candidates get their name out there in a big way. It's hard to
4: drive a block or two without seeing some political yard signs this time of year. The names and pictures of the candidates are important, but behind every yard sign is a company making sure they get printed.
5: Yeah, my name's Corey Simmons, the company's Sign planet, and I've been in Fayetteville, well, pretty much my whole life, but this company's been here since... uh, been
4: a long time. I don't know. I can't tell you that. Uh, Been in this building for four years, so. Simmons and the folks at Sign Planet make just about any kind of sign you can imagine. And when your life is signs, it's hard not to notice them.
5: Yeah, no, I look at signs everywhere I go. I can't stop looking at signs. It's ridiculous. It doesn't matter where I go or what I'm doing. I always look at the sign and either critique it on it being great or critique it on it being bad.
4: So what makes a good political yard sign? Wendy Jones of Arcom Plus, another print company in Fayetteville, says it's one thing.
3: More than anything, it's the name, the name recognition. Like I said, you see that over and over and over again, and it's, it kind of sticks there in your brain.
4: Blanca Maldonado works for Amp Sign & Banner, based in Bentonville, and she says most of their yard sign business comes from local campaigns. She says their numbers aren't extravagant, but they're consistent.
0: Like eight of them on a political year. It's hyper-local with a lot of Bentonville City Council members and state reps in the district, in Bentonville District.
4: So what does the process look like when it comes to making a new sign? Well, for Simmons, it involves a really big piece of machinery. This is interesting. Can you describe like what the machine is doing here? Yeah, so uh, this is a uh, latex printer. The process works like this. Imagine a home printer. Okay, well, this one's about five feet tall and eight feet wide. It prints the graphic on the sign just like a normal printer does. And once it's on the sign, it goes a little further down the machine where the ink gets cured onto the sign at a temperature of about 200 degrees. That heat pushes the ink one layer deeper into the substrate of the plastic sign. One of the consistent problems these printers have with making yard signs, low resolution graphics. Here's Maldonado again.
0: So like on your screen, you see an image and don't realize that it's as small as a stamp. And then when we blow it up to make it, a yard sign is going to be really fuzzy. So we have to go through the educational process of like, hey, we need this to be crisp or do you need us to... We have like templates we can use instead.
4: Back at sign Planet, the sign coming off the printer was a prime example of this.
5: So it looks bad on the computer, it's going to look worse on the outcome because the sign's a lot bigger than your computer screen.
4: So as I'm looking at this sign coming out right here, it looks a little pixelated, it's probably too small of a resolution for a sign this big. What would you do to fix something like that?
5: Well, normally we would completely redo the artwork and then take a better picture of an actual camera, not a phone. (laughs) But like I said, these, these candidates don't really, they don't wanna A, generally, Pay the money to get their artwork redone. Who knows who's doing it? It's probably a volunteer, someone did it for free. And then, uh, you know, they're on the road. So driving down the road at 30, 40, 50 miles an hour, 60, you'll never, you'll never, it'll look great from a farther distance. You'll never even know that it was pixelated.
4: This sounds like a lot of trouble, right? High resolution graphics, huge printers, takes a while. What's the upside here? Well, they're actually pretty cheap. And they're very effective. Here's Wendy Jones again from Arcom Plus.
3: Really it is. I mean but it's a cheap, cheap form of advertisement that if you strategically place your signs where it's high traffic areas, that you are embedding that in people's you know, back there in in their their brain and it's kind of subliminal type advertising, I think.
4: The goal, according to Wendy, is to have the kind of signage that makes you go...
3: Oh, yeah. I, I remember that person and you vote for them.
4: Now, these folks have seen an awful lot of signs in their life. So if they were running for office, what would their signs look like? Here's Maldonado.
0: I would go like neon green mm. and black letters. <laughs> grab your attention yeah or i would look like i would i would probably around here everybody's riding bicycles i'm like let me see what the trail signs look like everyone's looking at those
4: oh yeah that's a good idea like a bright yellow
0: yeah yeah you know how they have like that's what i would do i want to go yellow black text always contrast make sure my name is big and bold
4: we may be closing in on the primary election for now But Simmons and his crew at Sign Planet are still spitting out sign after sign.
5: We just got an order this morning for a thousand 18 by 24 double-sided signs. So, and, and of course artwork still, they want them next week. Artwork's still not done. I won't get the artwork for probably at least two days. So it's just a, you know, it's just, it's a rush to the, you know, it's just always a rush.
0: The next time you see a political sign on a street corner, highway exit, or as one of our staff members here at KUAF recounts, a bar's bathroom, there's a slew of people hard at work making sure you recognize that name on the ballot, as Matthew Moore reports. You've been listening to Natural Election, a podcast production of Ozarks at Large and KUAF Public Radio. The show is co-hosted by Daniel Kruth and Matthew Moore. I'm Rachel Sanchez-Smith. If you're looking for more about when and where you can vote in the primary, head on over to KUAF.com vote. Be sure to subscribe for free to this show wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, we'll see you next Tuesday.